Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and the leading producer of quality fertilizer products. This podcast is intended to facilitate the transfer of knowledge for farmers and crop advisors, improving farm profitability and environmental sustainability. Grow the future with Yara. Hello, my name's Ken Rundle, and in this and the next podcast, we're going to look more closely at some other important nutrients beside nitrogen. I'm joined by Mark Tucker, Head of Agronomy with Yara, and we'll focus this time on micronutrients. They might only be applied in comparatively small quantities, but can have a major effect on the success of a crop. So which ones are we talking about, Mark? Yeah, to clarify, there's two um, different types of nutrients. There's the macronutrients that are the nitrogen, the phosphate, the potassium, all of which are measured in kilograms. And they're the ones that really are associated with large amounts of biomass growth and large water quantities that the plant contains, as in potassium. Whereas, yeah, the focus here is those micronutrients. They're measured largely in either grams or parts per million. And there we're thinking manganese, zinc, copper, boron. Those are the sort of key ones we're really thinking about here. And they play an important part, as I've said, in various plant processes, such as what? Well, as I mentioned there, those macros are very much the biomass. But when it comes to the the micros, I think it's really in those very intricate processes in the plant, but absolutely fundamental to plant growth and development. So when we talk about photosynthesis, um, then it's such an important process that we all know and that's how the plant works. Well, that first bit is trapping of the light, um, which ends up in the phosphate molecule. But then for that process, photosynthesis to continue, then water needs to be split. And one of the fundamental little nutrients, the micronutrients that are involved in that process is manganese. So again, a, a really major physiological um, process that's happening there very much determined by a micronutrient in terms of making sure it continues um, and the cycle goes on. And there are others? Yeah then the other ones we've got um, boron classically there um, again different but very much associated with um, pollination, uh, fertilization so really high a uh, good grain set when it comes to um, setting the ear and, and the sheer number of grains per ear. So boron there associated with pollination, um, just as copper is as well. And all too often we see blind ears in barley crops. Well, that's um, very often related to a copper deficiency. So again, that second pillar of yield being sort of really making sure that the grain numbers per ear are good, then these micronutrients have an impact there. We tend to hear more about micronutrients from farmers with high yielding farms, a record breaking farmer in New Zealand, for example. Does that mean it's less important for those who will never achieve those record breaking harvests? Absolutely not in that sense. It's um, and they are often associated with the high yielding crops. Um, where farmers are really striving for that extra um, few kilograms. But I think and we note in our research over the years that um, we've done trials in all sorts of seasons, some of which are high yielding seasons, others which are low yielding. But when we look at that research and we sort of compare the responses that we get to the micronutrients from one season to the next, 
then it's it's not related to yield it's you still get that response and you know i liken it to uh, or, or referring to that data back in 2018 we had a very high yielding year and we were recording 16 sort of 0.4 tons a hectare in some of our trial plots and 15.9 tons a hectare so a half a ton of yield response to the micronutrients but in another year 2015 when we had uh, much lower yields we were then recording 8.08 tons a hectare in our treated plots um, compared to the 7.7 .7 in the controls so still that 0.3 to 0.4 yield response so i would yeah i really think that these nutrients are just as important in the sort of low yielding seasons as the high and in some ways you could argue that actually in those low yielding crops when you've got fixed costs associated to every ton um, and the season's gone perhaps against you slightly then uh, the fixed costs are, are still there so anything you can do to drive a little extra yield to dilute those fixed costs in those low yielding years could be argued to be even more important so I suppose the key thing to knowing what micronutrients you've got to deal with and which ones are going to be of most concern in your particular case as a farmer, I suppose you really had to know the status of your soil, back yeah. down to basics again. Yeah, back to those fundamentals of uh, taking soil tests, taking tissue tests during the growing period so that you really do, for your farm and your fields, get a picture of what micronutrients are really the ones that are missing um, in the program so that you can then address those and take actions. And then of course you've got to deliver them so how do you set about delivering those and delivering them in the right quantities at the right time? Yeah well if you've got the data for your farm then you can be quite specific then in terms of what to put in the, the mix uh, during the growing season. So if you know that the data is telling you you've got boron deficiency, then you can go to very nutrient specific products. Um, we've got Yara Vita Bortrac there to be specifically um, targeted for boron deficiency. Likewise with copper and zinc, there are nutrient specific products that can be used to address the issues where you know. Now, if you haven't got good data um, and perhaps you're still building up data for the farm you might have only just embarked on the sort of process of building that sort of history um, then you can look at sort of national data and see of the key nutrients that are, are likely to be a problem and that's where the crop specific products that are multi-nutrient but they they're not multi-nutrient in the sense of having lots of everything and nothing of anything as sometimes referred to then the crop specifics will have four or five of the key nutrients for that crop in good quantities to address any of those deficiencies so yeah you've got two options crop specifics which is doing more um, on the back of a sort of national data national guidelines work versus then um, very nutrient specific where you've got the data to know what what micronutrients are missing if you go down the crop specific route then yeah the ones to look for with the which are formulated specifically towards the key nutrients that the individual crops need we've got for the cereal crops gramitrel um, so look out for that one and then for the oil seed crops so a slightly different mix of the key nutrients we've got brassitrel pro and that Brassitrel Pro is absolutely on time now. This is when you want to start that program.
How easy is it to tailor applications to suit particular circumstances? And generally, I think if you, I mean, the, the, the products that are, are there are out there are good for tank mixability, good formulations, so you can, um, yeah, tailor uh, programs uh, pretty easily. I think all you have to accept is that that sort of approach does, it's just a little bit more attention to detail perhaps in this, and therefore um, you might be treating individual fields um, on a sort of very bespoke basis, so more complexity into your program, whereas the crop specifics then a little bit more simplistic in their approach, um, but really does lend itself to a very efficient sort of uh, nutrition plan and not doing lots of tank mixes. And the importance of timing? The one thing we've learned over the years, right from back in the 80s, then the in a very general view, then the, the earlier you get on with your micronutrients in the program, um, the better in terms of making sure that you don't have limitations in that crop, which ultimately limit other um, nutrient applications and lead to inefficiencies, which is when we can then see poor um, nitrogen use efficiency or poor phosphate use efficiency. And those two are so critical to um, managing in terms of the environment. So I think the earlier um, we get on, the better with those. There are some that are more specific to grow stage, and I mentioned boron early on. And boron, um, we do think that targeting that at that sort of flowering time of the crops is more appropriate. We can only skim the surface on a, on a podcast like this, but are there other sources of info on this as far as Yara is concerned? Yeah, I mean, there's always our website where we've got articles up there and um, product-specific details. Um, and often we'll do webinars and put out data from the laboratory, which can help farmers and guide them in terms of which nutrients to look for according to the crop. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend you get signed up onto the website there and the newsletter that we often put out as and when appropriate with some more detail in but your three key points to remember as we finish? Yeah, I think really make a decision as to whether you're going to go down the crop-specific or nutrient-specific route um, because that requires different levels of sort of data um, gathering. So that's the first and foremost. Second, then um, think early with these applications, yields and potential yields of crops are set early on in their life. So do think early on in the program to cover most of those deficiencies. Finally, the, the, the sort of third point there is these micronutrients have a macro effect. Um, so yeah, really do consider getting them into your crop nutrition program. Some very good reminders there, Mark Tucker. I especially like that phrase, micronutrients can have a macro effect. And if you've also found that useful, join us in a week's time when we'll be looking at phosphate, a vital element in any cropping plans. So join us, Mark Tucker and Ken Rundle, then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.